not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican, and the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division, and it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet, and why are there computers inside them when they just got to count shit? But... Then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. <laughs> You're not smart enough to be my friend. Fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Against Podcast. My good buddy, Mike Baldwin. We've got a lot to talk about, as always. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the news. And if you're familiar, not familiar with our show and it's the first time watching it, we... Uh, we believe that the deep state is real and that we've been lied to about pretty much everything that's happening in our country and has happened for a long time. We think that um, all the worst things in history have been orchestrated, instigated, and funded by people who benefit from those things. And uh, we know some things sound crazy to people, but we're not really about... Um, political parties necessarily. We're just about the truth, which is why we called this the truth again. And, uh, you know, we don't want to further divide people on this podcast. Uh, you know, you just put up that video, um, that little clip, and there were some people that disagreed with you. And, and uh, I was saying this before we started recording, you know, I think people on both sides come at all of these topics from a good place in their heart, you know, like, the people who believe that racism is is a more of a problem than maybe we do or you know it all comes from a good place in their heart even and i think we're all kind of misinformed and it's it's like you have to pick a side and it, it's just unfortunate you know because i think we all need to come together as a country um and i don't know what it's going to take for that to happen um the great awakening yeah, I mean, I, you, I I do think people are waking up. I say that every podcast that we do, I think. But, like, people just talk to me, man. Like, me and my boy go to this little park. He calls it Ninja Park because he does all these – he swings on the on the monkey bars and all that stuff. And he's, he's a good little athlete. But, anyway, he started calling it Ninja Park. And uh, we've got names for all our parks. One is Gaither Park. One is Ninja Park. <laughs> Um, but this woman came up to me and she happened to be a black lady and, and she just started talking to me about like satanic pedophiles running our government and all this shit. And I mean, I hadn't known this woman for 30 seconds before she started <laughs> laying this stuff on me. And, uh, I just think it's interesting. You know, it feels like, feels like when people are presented with the truth, they know it's the truth. They might not want to admit it. Um, and then, you know, like that girl on your thing, I'm sure she's a nice person and, and she, she, all the things that she thinks about Trump, it probably comes from a good place in her heart, even though we think maybe she just believes something that maybe we're the crazy ones. I just don't think we are. Me neither. I don't know. I don't think, uh, I mean, when it comes to Trump himself, I, I agree that he's an abrasive, brash human being. He's kind of a dick and he's, uh, I don't want to say a dumbass, but just kind of a, you know, he's a, a, he just says shit. He says what's on his mind, but he's also a really smart businessman. And I think he was probably the best president that we've had in my lifetime, at least. So I, I, what it, 
what Trump did for me more than anything is prove to me that it takes a certain kind of person to be a good president. And those check marks that you have to check off are not nice guy, like guy I'd want to have a beer with or like that kind of shit. It's like guy who has power, like who has in innate power in his body to run the fucking world or to run the biggest or like to be the leader of the free world. Exactly. Like he's good at that. Like, is he good at, at answering questions a lot of times? Not necessarily. Does he drag on a lot? Does he say the same shit over and over again sometimes? Sure. But was he good at being president? Like, yes, he was good. He didn't get us into war. Our taxes were lower. More people had jobs. Like, that kind of shit is the stuff that we need from a president. We don't need the guy who, like, writes the most beautiful poem or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, Americans, I've said this before, are very hung up on window dressing, you know, like, oh, well, that just doesn't seem very presidential. Well, I've used this analogy before. Like, I would rather have a surgeon with a shitty bedside manner who's going to save my life than someone who's going to make me feel good before he kills me. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. And my my grandma's actually dealt with that exact thing where she was like, I don't like that man, but by God, he does a good job. And I'm like, exactly. You know, and he's the kind of guy that's like, sit down, shut the fuck up. I'm going to fix your spine. And she's like, oh, no. (laughs) But then he fixes it, you know? Yeah, there's there's a lot of people who are very successful in their fields and they might not have a great personality or they might rub people the wrong way or whatever. And oftentimes it's because they're self-centered, like some of the best wrestlers this country has ever had. You know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Um, they they have to be very like self-centered. It's a selfish sport. And to be good at it, you have to be like kind of a dick. Like I'm not going to mention names, but some of the best guys are, are people that you talk to and they might not have much of a personality because they're so focused on being the best in whatever their their field is. And like Trump or not, I mean, the difference between him as a leader and Biden as a leader is like night and day. I mean, even reporters that couldn't stand him and were trying to sabotage him at every turn, all that guy had to do was literally point at them and they would stop talking. He'd be like, he'd be talking and they'd try to interrupt him and he'd go, no. And they would just, okay. I mean, it's fucking cool to watch. Um, he does that with a lot of people, and it, it, it's just, just uh, he's just got a way about him, and he gets a lot of stuff done. You know, like we said last week, if he said on Friday this is going to get done, by Monday it was in the works, and by Tuesday the shit was done. Destroyed ISIS in four weeks, and he's just a, you know, whatever. To we be said- fair, it was the ISIS caliphate not like all of ISIS, but to also be fair, we didn't have any terrorist attacks after he became president. So he did something right. But, and I don't know what the numbers are about like terrorist attacks or suicide bombings or whatever. I'm sure there's a counter for it somewhere, but at least I would think if there was a a bombing, like a terrorist bombing in any country during Trump's presidency, like the news would have told us all about it because they would have wanted to shit on what a terrible job he was doing at stopping terrorism. So that alone, that's another neat thing about knowing that the news is lying to me or that they have like a certain angle 
is that if they just don't tell me something, I know that that's true, you know? Yeah. And like going back to what we were talking about with like that girl, um, you know, it's easy to dislike Trump because of his personality and all those things. So it's easy to mislead a lot of people into thinking certain things about him. One being that like he made all this money when he was in the White House. You know, first of all, he's the only president in history that's never that didn't take a salary. And to my understanding, his businesses lost quite a bit of money when he was the president. Um, and so I, that there's there's just a there's a ton of things about, that are that are misleading and not necessarily the truth. And I've said this before, but if the media, if we had any kind of real media, they would have sat back and kind of been like, our president's kind of a jackass. We get it, but man, he gets shit done. And then as a, as a collective, as a country, we could have just been like, man, our president's kick ass. I mean, he's, he says dumb shit all the time. He says things that rub people the wrong way, but I'm sure glad he's on our side, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and that's how this whole country should be regarding him. And it still surprises me when someone just vehemently hates his guts. Um, I mean, it shouldn't because I used to hate him too. But now that I've like opened my eyes to certain things and if I was presented with new evidence that, you know, Oh, he is a piece of shit. And every now and again, I read something that's kind of compelling, like, you know, actually Trump is this and he's part of the psyop deep state plan and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I, 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 your argument's kind of compelling, but I just don't, I don't see that. I see him again as being the guy who wants to change America and get it done and be the guy who defeated the deep state. And I was telling my wife last night, like if all this stuff does come out as the truth, all this, all these conspiracies that we think about, um, he's going to be looked at as like the greatest American ever. And I know people might hear that statement and be like, you know, that's ludicrous. He's a piece of shit, whatever. Um, but I, I think that could be the case if everything comes out that we think the truth about everything, you know, JFK and 9-11 and, and, and the deep state being real and, and all of those things, you know? Yeah. Um, also, something else before we really get into this. Do you think, uh, I mean, we're 10 minutes into it already, but do, do you think that RFK Jr. would ever run with uh, Trump? Because I've heard that tossed around lately. I don't know. I've, I heard Trump say something about it. Also, Trump was like, uh, you're not the first person that asked me that to somebody. He was like, everybody's been saying that. And then he was just like, he's a good guy. He seems like a good guy. So I don't know. But no, I mean, I can't really imagine the Democrats and Republicans crossing the aisle that way yet. Of course, may I don't know. I mean, it could be a way to. Because like you mentioned earlier, like I don't look at myself as a Republican, like I'm I'm a Trump supporter. You know, I voted for Obama twice before that. I voted for Al Gore way back when he ran against Bush and shit. I remember arguing with a friend of mine was just like, why are you a Republican? And he was like, why aren't you like and I, but I looking back now, I don't know why I wasn't or why I was a Democrat. I just was told to be a Democrat. And I kind of joke about it on stage, but it's true. You know, like I just had the outlook of like somebody's like, well, do you care about people? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, then that makes you a Democrat. And I'm like, oh, all right. So then fuck Republicans because they don't even care about people. 
And I'm like, well, what else is there if you don't care about people? You know, obviously both sides care about people. Well, it's interesting that you bring up Al Gore because I was thinking the other day about how, you know, it, it, these this whole election thing, you know, it goes back a long way. Like, I think that was in 2000. And uh, that was the only, you know, in Florida was the one that was hanging, holding up the election. And looking back on it now, and I've said this for a long time, though, if you think that that it was just a coincidence that Jeb Bush, George's brother, was the one state where they were having a problem. Uh, I, I think that's a little delusional now, especially to look back on like they've probably been cheating elections for a long freaking time, man. Yeah. Or, I mean, Gore and Bush probably had a little meeting together and they're like, all right, like no matter which one of us wins, like we're going to do the 9-11 thing and then we're going to deal with the repercussions of that. So it just to make it even better, let's pretend like it's close and let's pretend like there's a, a last minute thing somewhere. I don't know. It yeah. all just seems... Looking back at everything now, it uh, everything just seems scripted and and bullshit to me. Yeah. Um, some things interesting in the news. Um, LeBron James's son, who's 18 years old, stud athlete, plays for I believe USC. Um, just had a freaking heart attack, and you got to think he probably had the vaccine. And someone pointed this out the other day. It's funny how. There used to be this thing where, you know, like everyone wanted to make sure you were vaccinated to be around and, and all that stuff, which was none of their business. But now if someone has a heart attack or something. And the first question that pops into our mind is, well, were they vaccinated? People are like, that's none of your business. Right. I know. <laughs> um, and that's the same thing with the whole election thing. I mean, for four years, all you heard every day was that Trump stole that election. And then as soon as you know, in our eyes, it was definitely stolen um, by the Biden side. Um, then immediately when people were like, that was bullshit. There's no way all those votes came in in the middle of the night. People were like, it ha it's 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 just how it works, man. You dumbass. Yeah. So. And you're not allowed to question anything or we're going to boot you off of social media or yeah. fire you or whatever. Yeah, even it, even though literally for four years, that's every fucking day. You're just like, Jesus, man, I get it. You hate Trump, man. I mean, every day it was just an assault on your. No wonder people are brainwashed, dude. Literally every day. Yeah. And like now that we know that all of the news is sort of in cahoots together, like it makes sense looking back on news stories and stuff and being like, oh, like they all just got like the same line texted to them and they're like just do a story make sure this line is in it and that's what we're putting out tonight and so it's always it's the same with the think tanks and the whatever groups and all that shit like they just find the the words that make everybody be like oh no like they were they were whipping immigrants at the border like and that just makes people imagine like immigrants like chained to a post and just being whipped and then it, of course, it's like, oh, yeah, but the guy that was riding the horse had to hold the whip in his hand to, like, make the horse do shit. And they're like, no, nah, was, it was an immigrant whip. <laughs> it's like, all right, dude. And then they just they never come back and be like, actually, we got that one wrong. Nobody was being whipped. Sorry, everybody. They just stop talking about it. 
Right. And going back to the Obama, or not Obama thing, um, the LeBron James son thing, Bronny James, have you heard anything about it? Like, has LeBron said anything about the vaccine or any of that? No. I'm sh- I'm positive that he hasn't because he plays in the NBA, and the NBA is not allowed to say anything negative about China. Yeah. Well, he has another son, too, right? That's like, is he already in the NBA, or is he getting ready to be? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, one day ago, Bronny was in a stable condition after cardiac arrest at USC. That's the latest thing I have. Uh, oh, four hours ago, LeBron James breaks silence following his sons. God damn it. I don't want to accept these cookies. Hang I, on. I always turn down cookies, too. Uh, LeBron James thanked fans for their love and prayers for his son, Bronny, who suffered cardiac arrest. The 18-year-old son of the leading whatever. His condition was updated to stable. I want to thank the countless people sending my family love and prayers. He posted on, I like how they are calling it Platform X now, because Elon changed the name of Twitter to the X app. Um Everyone's doing great. We have our family together. Uh, we will have more to say when we're ready, but I wanted to tell you how much your support meant. Um, Los Angeles Fire Department had responded to a medical emergency call at 9.30 a.m. on Monday. An adult male was treated and taken to the hospital. LeBron James, who plays for the... All right. The incident comes a year after USC Center Vince Uwukuchukwu collapsed during practice after suffering heart failure um it's also reminiscent of an incident in january when damar hamlin collapsed um that's all it says nothing about the vaccine obviously yeah i oh did you hear the uh the moderna thing that came out the other day no let's see if i can find it i'm like no According to a uh, Moderna trial or like a peer reviewed science trial that just came out, uh, what did it say? Like one in 38 or something people who received three doses of the Moderna vaccine have some kind of heart issue now. Huh. Holy shit. Yeah, that's like super duper. That's like 2% or something, which doesn't sound like much, but when you consider the fact that fucking billions of people got the vaccine then yeah that's like millions of people and they didn't define what a heart issue meant exactly and so everybody that's shitting on it was like one in 35 people did not have a heart attack and they're like no we didn't say that we just said like signs of some sort of heart shit so i don't know exactly but i know it's still not good and i know that they were lying and then that makes me question everything because it's like, why the fuck would Trump allow them to even put this out if he had any indication that it was going to be terrible like this, unless it's part of some plan? So I don't fucking know. Yeah, well, you know, according to a lot of people, he did that to get us back to normal or whatever. Otherwise, we would have been dealing with this shit for 10 years. And Correct. I don't uh, know. but I, mean, I don't I've- know either. But I, I've read different places that... Uh, a lot of the uh, like when they sent out shipments of vaccines and stuff like uh, like uh, Walgreens or something, they would find out that 
oh, the last hundred vaccines that they gave out. It turns out they were all saline. So then people are saying like they were doing a study in the real world to just like we're going to compare this. This is our control group like placebo or whatever. They think they got the vaccine, but they really didn't. Let's see if they get fucked up as the person who got the real vaccine. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just glad I didn't get that fucking thing. That's all. Yeah, me too. I was close too a couple of times. Like I, I had comedy opportunities and they were like, you got to be vaccinated. And I was like, all right, well then I don't want to, I'm sorry. And it was, and it was tough then because even those people were like, ah, come on, man. Like it's safe and effective. And I'm just like, how the fuck do you know that? Like, you don't know that. And I remember arguing with the guy because I was like, I was like, look, it, there's only two options with this vaccine. Either it works like a vaccine. So if you get it, it shouldn't matter whether I have it or not. And if that's not the case, if I have to get it in order for you to be protected, then that's not a fucking vaccine. And why are any of us taking it? Right. And like my wife and I were talking about last night, I'm not sure how the conversation came up, but we were talking about how if, if, if COVID was what they, you know, people always had a feeling like, is this really what they're making it out to be? Cause I don't really know anybody who's died unless they were almost 80 and already had two to three comorbidities and all that stuff. Um, but people just had an inkling that this wasn't as much as bad as they were making it out to be. And it turns out that's the case, but if it, they wouldn't have had to been trying to persuade people. Like if, if homeless people were just dying in the streets, which they weren't, and and everyone knew somebody who had died of COVID, which most people didn't. Um, you know, it was a it was a pandemic built on fear and false statistics. Um, but if if it was what they were making it out to be, they people innately, I think, know like this vaccine helps and we should do this to get rid, get rid of, uh, and a lot of people did go and in, buy into that line of thinking. Um, but they wouldn't have had to offer free French fries and, a uh, free lottery ticket and all the shit that they were trying to, to get people to, to, to take the vaccine. You know, normally people would just be all over it and the overwhelming majority of people, I shouldn't say overwhelming because I think what, like 70% of people did get the first vaccine. I think so. Yeah. And then I mean, the percentages go way down from there. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of freaking people. Um, yeah, that's what I said. Literally billions across the world have been injected with this thing. Yeah. So if anything, it's just it's nice to be part of the control group, I guess. So let's find out where we're all at in 10 years. We're the pure bloods. Yeah, but that's, I mean, it's interesting because I do, I think that every time somebody dies suddenly lately and like most of the time, like we know, I, I could probably make a list of 10 comedians that I've known at, at, in some capacity who have died over the years and almost every one of them when they die, it's, it's something along the lines of like, you know, this disease was terrible, but now at least you're not suffering anymore or depression is real. You guys like, don't, don't be afraid to reach out to your friends and that kind of stuff. And now every story is just like, he died sad. It's tragic. And I just want to be like, what happened? How did he die? Was he vaccinated? Please answer me. But yeah, it's, it's, 
it's weird that I feel like the same kind of dick for asking if a dead person was vaccinated as I do for saying that the election was stolen. People are just like, why would you even say something like that? I'm like, because it's it's important. Yeah, and impossible for all those votes. That, you know, what did, what did he need in Pennsylvania? Like 300,000 votes, and he gets like 301,000 in the middle of the night? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's, it wasn't even like... You know, it wasn't even like you could kind of be have an argument for it, at least not in my eyes. Um, no, especially when you're watching CNN and you just see the percentages switch. And it's like, I don't know, whatever. Let's watch some videos. Yeah. Um, let's start out with uh, this DC stuff. Let's uh, first, we're going to just show a little bit of the news. Ready? Yeah. We're from the Daily Caller. If the White House president and his team had to do it all over again, would you have gassed and pummeled protesters to clear the park so the president could have a photo op? Is on Washington, where peaceful protesters, we have to stress that, peaceful protesters outside the White House were tear gassed and pushed away so it appears that the president could have a photo op. And just yesterday, as Alex notes, we saw... Uh, protesters, peaceful protesters, pushed back so that President Trump could have that photo op in front of St. John's Episcopal Church. Up next, the president and his photo op. It turned out they were trying to clear the area so President Trump could get a photo op. All right, you get it. There's five minutes of of news saying that shit. Like, they cleared the streets so President Trump could do a photo op. But in reality, the streets were cleared that was planned ahead of time. And then Trump was like, oh, it's clear. Well, I'm going to walk over to the church then. According to congressional testimony under oath, that's the way that it happened. But we'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to show. Let me get this video out of here first. Then we're going to just show some of the protesting that was going on. That's a homeless dude, and that's all of his shit, and somebody just lit it all on fire. Fox News reporter is getting chased down by this by the George Floyd protesters here in front of at Lafayette Park. Look, there's water being thrown on the reporter here. Hey, look, this protester just took his mic. This and they just threw the mic at the reporter here. As you see, guys, things are spiraling here quick. And that's like 10 minutes long, too, of them just not chasing, like running, because the dude never did run, but they were feet behind him being like, get the fuck out. And like forcing him back to his car, throwing shit at him and pushing on him and that kind of stuff. But that's not terrible. Damn it. I don't I didn't uh, upload the other video I wanted to show of the actual basement of the church being on fire. Um, 
So that's why. So this all happened on a Sunday night. Monday was the day that that the that Trump went over and did the photo op and stuff. And we've got a little bit of that also, I think. But first, I want to show where is that motherfucker? God, I did feel bad for that homeless guy. Poor bastard. Yeah, I know. And people are just like, burn it all down. You first learned that the president planned to walk through the park and go to St. John's Church. First, I'd like to respond to what you Let, Would you please answer my question? My time is limited. I learned uh, sometime in the afternoon that the president uh, might come out of the White House, and then later in the afternoon I heard that he might go over to the church. So it was absolutely necessary the park be cleared for his for his. Walk. No, that's that had nothing to do with that. The plan to move. Mr. Mr. Plan General, to move the it was necessary that the park be cleared and it was done. And you said, get it done. Well, I, I have the time. Thank you. In Portland, we've seen mothers and we've seen veterans who were peacefully protesting, not threatening the federal courthouse, beaten and gassed. Unidentified armed federal agents violently attacked demonstrators in a violation of the First Amendment's freedom of assembly and arrested citizens without individualized suspicion and a violation of the Fourth Amendment's protection against unreasonable searches and seizures and a warrant requirement. Maybe what happened was your secret police were poorly trained, just like your Bureau of Prisons guards were poorly trained and allowed the most notorious inmate in our nation's last several years, Jeffrey Epstein, to conveniently commit suicide. Sad. I just I, that was the only clip I could find of Bill Barr actually saying like, no, that's not what happened. This is what happened. There was a longer interview, but I didn't have time. I had a busy day, so I didn't chop out a, a ton of shit. But the point was there's fucking it was after the George Floyd stuff. So there's protests going on all over the country and riots happening in the midst of a lot of them. And D.C. was fucking insane for those few days. There were like little bonfires everywhere. Cars were on fire. Uh, that was the same time that Trump had to go into a bunker. I don't know if you ever remember hearing about that, but it was dangerous enough outside that they were like, all right, Mr. Trump, we need to take you down to the bunker. I don't I don't remember that. As an aside, I cannot stand when they ask a question and then the person starts to answer it. I can't stand this in any scenario when someone asks you a question and they don't let you answer it. It just drives me crazy. Yeah, this was in 20 uh, uh, May 31st, 2020. Secret Service agents rushed President Donald Trump to a White House bunker on Friday as hundreds of protesters gathered outside the executive mansion, uh, throwing rocks and tugging at police barricades. He spent nearly an hour in the bunker, which was designed for emergencies like terrorist attacks. Um Yada, yada. The account was confirmed by an administrative official who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Uh, but then, like, that's the story of what happened. But then every other story is like Trump went into some weird bunker. Uh, Trump dispatches from the bunker. Trump living in fear, going to the bunker. Like, so every story was just like, little bitch has to go down to his bunker, can't even handle a few protesters or whatever. But it was bad enough that Secret Service was like, hey, we're going to take you to the place where we protect presidents from terrorism. So it was that bad, at least. Well, yeah, like he has any say over whether or not he goes into a bunker or not. There are people in charge of saving his life that are like, this is what you're doing. And he's like, all right. 
that, that's all there is to that. It's not like he was like, let me put me go to a bunker. And they're like, why? Wow, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go. I feel safer in the bunker. Yeah. Um, so what do we want to talk about next? Should we, should we talk about the Obama thing? Or are you ready to do that yet? Uh, I want to listen to this girl real quick. Cause this okay. pointed out a, a lot of whatever. Every day that I'm alive, I understand where Donald Trump was coming from even more. And just saying that, just saying that is going to make some people their heads turn into a bottle cap and you shook and fucking fly off of their body. That's what just because and why? Like think to yourself, like actually why? It's like, well, I hate him. Why though? Why? Because somebody said. Because somebody told you to, dude. Because somebody told you, to, or somebody told you something that he said. Almost all the time, it isn't what he said. And Donald Trump is just one example. It's fucking crazy. I used to think to myself, I was super liberal. I literally, whenever somebody would say fake news, I thought to myself, immediately, my immediate reaction was, you dirty hillbilly. That's what I thought to myself. Everything is fake news. The man couldn't have been more right. <laughs> yeah. God, God bless her. I wish that, that that's the perfect... Um, you know what we opened this podcast talking about was about your, the clip that we put up where you were talking about i just hate him because he's terrible um that's exactly what she was referring to basically not our clip but you know there's so many people who think that way smart people who are just like they they just heard it so much that they believe it you know yeah well let's stick on that uh thing here for a second here's the uh well well the disabled guy thing uh Here's this. The case in which President Trump, then candidate, was accused of mocking a reporter who had a disability. And now the poor guy, you got to see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. I found 10 separate occasions seeing which Donald Trump made fun of people, both before the incident and after the incident, by shaking and moving around. People who weren't disabled. People who were not disabled. When you see the president of the bank, I mentioned the word regulated. Oh. What do you think about ISIS? Oh, ISIS is very tough. Well, how did you get it? Uh, well, uh, they were sent by Russia. They said, Senator Cruz, what do you think of waterboarding? Uh, the media took an image, a moment in which Donald Trump's right hand happened to be bent at the wrist. They froze it, they compared it to the hand of a reporter that has arthrobriposis, and they acted that he was doing a stunning spot-on imitation when that's not what he was doing, and that's what he said he wasn't doing. So again, you can like him or dislike him, but um, you have to be fair. I like that. Every time he does that, by the way, it reminds me of those uh, things they use like to sell tires, like an inflated gorilla that blows around all over the <laughs> The wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. <laughs> yeah, good call on that. That's um, from Family Guy. Okay. <laughs> come on down to Neil's wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man emporium. <laughs> good memory, dude. Um so uh, why, let's stay on this same subject. This is a, uh, oh, well, this guy first. All right. Decided to remind everybody, because it had been a few days since he let us know, uh, that he's a, a massive racist. And he did this in two ways. First, he did it on Twitter. Then he did it again, repeating it uh, during a little speech or whatever it was in Midland, Texas. The president went out there and assured people, assured these frightened middle-class white suburbanites that he's not going to let 
low-income housing projects move into their suburbs. Uh, the president said, quote, you know the suburbs. People fight all of their lives to get into the suburbs and have a beautiful home. There will be no more low-income housing forced into the suburbs. It's been going on for years. I've seen conflict for years. It's been hell for suburbia. Now, what the president is actually referring to is the, uh, the 2015 Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing Rule uh, that was put in place by the Obama administration. It said states, cities, uh, uh, localities had to proactively not engage in housing discrimination if they wanted to receive federal funding. Um, that did not mean that you would go into a neighborhood in the suburbs and suddenly there would also be a housing project right in the middle of it. That, that, that's not a thing that ever happened. That never, ever happened. But Trump preys on the stupid. Trump preys on the fearful. I just that irritates the fuck out of me, but it's also a good thing to watch because Trump was just like, first of all, this thing was passed in like the I want to say 60s, like right around the time of the uh, Civil Rights Act and whatnot. And and it was fine for years. And then Obama changed it to say like. Uh, a community won't get federal funding unless they can prove that uh, that there's no racism going on. So and they were like, well, how, you know, and so then they came to demographics and that kind of shit. And they're like, no, you need more Mexicans in this community. And people are just like, I just want to buy a fucking house, dude. So then Trump changed it to the way that it was before Obama changed it. And then Biden changed it back again. The moment he became president. But the point is, I don't think any of that was racist. I think Trump was just saying, like, I don't want a fucking trailer park next to my nice house. It's not black and white. It's just I don't want crime and shit, which, again, isn't black and white. Like, I think that makes you racist. If you yeah. think when I say crime, if you think black people. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And you took the words out of my mouth was like, if you think it's only if you think only um, black people or Mexicans or whatever in Section 8 housing, then you're the racist. My mom was in Section 8 housing when I was a kid. I, I remember it. And it was a shitty neighborhood and, and uh, shitty little apartment complex. And there was crime and and people of all races, you know, uh, mainly white. Now that I think about it, Um but it was very low rent, you know, like be careful when you walk around out in that playground, you know, there's druggies everywhere and, and, uh, people who, you know, are here because they just got out of prison and, you know, and fucking Dave Chappelle, you know, he's got, he, some, they tried to put, bring in some like low rent housing near him, um, near where he lives in Ohio. And he's like, the fuck you are. He like, yeah, he <laughs> like, went to like the town hall meeting or whatever, didn't he? Yeah, he, you know, and everyone knows who he is. And they're like, all right, you know, I mean, he's pretty influential, I would imagine. And um, All right, let's 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 look at some more great Trump is racist examples. This is long. I'm probably going to cut it in the middle because it just irritates the fuck out of me. But you can get the idea. One year since neo-Nazis and white nationalists took to the streets of Charlottesville, Virginia, where a so-called Unite the Right rally turned into a... First of all, I question that 
immediately when they say neo-Nazis and white nationalists and shit after all these fed videos that we've seen of guys like in matching outfits getting out of unmarked white vans and shit i'm not even convinced that the unite the right rally in charlottesville was an organic thing i think it anyway all right let's go back i think Deadly it was all clash between white supremacists and counter protesters now most presidents would use a crisis like that as an opportunity to bring the country together and to denounce hatred but not this president over the last 12 months, Trump has instead amplified his racist rhetoric and policies. Here's a look at some of his comments. On Confederate monuments, sad to see the history and culture of our great country being ripped apart with the removal of our beautiful statues and monuments. Let's be clear about something here. This happened five days after Charlottesville. These beautiful statues and monuments were to people who were traitors to the Union, and they were erected to intimidate and subjugate African Americans, mostly in southern states. Pause. But that's not what Trump was talking about when he said that. What Trump was talking about was, what are we going to do? We're going to take down Thomas Jefferson statues next. We're going to take down Abraham Lincoln statues. Like, once we start doing this, there's no end to it because you guys can find something shitty about everybody. Like these statues were put up for historical reasons. So people could point at it and be like, who's that guy? And then their dad could be like, he was actually a piece of shit. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, why? And he's like, well, let me tell you, son. And now that question's never going to be asked because there's no statue to point at. Anyway, I, sorry, I keep stopping it, but it's all right. Is there more to it? Oh Yeah and to denounce hatred. Oh shit, where is it at? Did to in Alabama saying the off the field right now. Out. He's fired. He's fired. Doing a poor imitation of the president on September 22nd, 2017. That was at a at a rally in Alabama saying these things to his to his supporters. See, so all he said was he was talking about people kneeling during football games. And he was like, and it was during a big speech. So this is all Trump yelling these things to a giant audience. And he's like, get that son of a bitch off the field. Get him out of here. He's fired. Like, and everybody's cheering and shit. Cause people are like, yeah, dude, you're getting paid millions of dollars. This is not your time to, to protest and shit. If you expect to still get paid. But yeah. th th there's two examples in a row where he didn't say anything about black people or a race or anything like that. He just said a thing and they were like, oh, that's racist. There's 10 Puerto examples Rico, here. They want everything to be done for them when it should be a community effort. They are Puerto Ricans. They are American citizens. They lost everything they by and large have moved to florida and come november they most likely will vote they also 1427 of them the puerto rican government announced this week died in hurricane maria so why is that racist i don't understand like it's it's a a country that had an earthquake and they were asking for money and shit. And I don't even think that he was talking about the citizenry of Puerto Rico. I think he was talking about the government, like the few people at the top of the government. I don't know. But we'll this is probably one of the most egregious among many egregious things. 
at a White House ceremony honoring Native American war heroes. You were here long before any of us were here, although we have a representative in Congress who they say, saw, say was here a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas. This was said in the Oval Office by the President of the United States. And to make matters worse, that portrait that you see there over the man's head here uh, on the right, that's a portrait of Andrew Jackson, the seventh president of the United States, who was a slave owner, who also instituted the Indian Removal Act that led to the Trail of Tears and Death. Yeah, but it's a fucking painting hanging in the White House. Do you think Trump thought all of that out and was like, I'm going to say racist shit in front of a picture of a racist guy? They'll know what I'm saying. They'll know. No, he was making a, an Elizabeth Warren joke. Because he was like, oh, yeah, you guys are Indians. You have Indian heritage. We've got one of those, too. She's super Indian. <laughs> and that was even before, like, it, uh, her uh, 23andMe came out that said that she wasn't fucking Indian at all. Why are we having all these people from shithole countries come here? Another deplorable statement said by the president of the United States in the Oval Office with members of Congress, those shithole countries, by the way, he was talking about, Haiti, El Salvador, countries in Africa, again, said in the Oval Office. And that story was, uh, oh, did I lose it? No. Senator Dick Durbin, I believe, was uh, the Democrat senator who said that he said that. Um, Nobody else would verify that he said that. And I had a quote, but I, it's gone now. But it was something along the lines of like, he didn't say that, but he he was very direct or whatever. But he didn't say that. So who fucking knows what he was talking about? But that also, I don't think he's looking at them and being like, those people are shitty. He's like, this is these are super poor countries like they everything's shitty in the country. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. All right. No. I, do you no. want to stop this or no, June 19, 2018? Democrats are the problem. They don't care about crime and want illegal immigrants, no matter how bad they may be to pour into and infest our country like MS-13. Notice that date, June 19th, 2018. That is about three days and three years after Donald Trump announced his candidacy for the presidency, where he called Mexicans rapists. But infest our country? That now takes the rhetoric to a whole new level, where he is dehumanizing people. And when people are dehumanized, bad things can and have happened. And just to be clear, he did not say Mexicans are rapists. But we've gone over that plenty of times before. But yeah, he was talking about MS-13, some very vicious gang members who are murderers and rapists. That's who he was talking about. And with the white nationalists and all that stuff, he was talking about good people on both sides. Like there were people who protested peacefully that we should have these um, monuments. And there were people who protested that that they should be ripped down because they're racist. But there were good people on both sides. And there were. And. I knew when he said that what they were going to do with his words. Um, and that was before I even liked Trump. But I was like, ah, you shouldn't have said that. They're going <laughs> to fucking, they're going to rape you, rake you over the coals for that one. Um, 
And then the last one, or the second to last one, is uh, Maxine Waters, where he called her a low IQ individual, and they're just like, "Black people have low IQs." He knew he knew what he was saying, and he's like, right. "No, I'm saying this bitch is dumb." Like this one lady, I don't know. I'm gonna, I will cut that one off, but you get the idea. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't <clears throat> think any of those things are are racist enough to be like he's racist. Like I've seen people be racist before. I've seen people of many different colors be racist to people of many other different colors. And it's never like something that you have to pull out a book and like define something or look at history or something like that. Like if you just you know racist, they're directly racist to somebody. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you just know. I mean, there's no, there's no deciphering. Is he being racist? You just know. He he called that guy the N word. Yeah, that's racist. <laughs> or yeah. cracker or any other thing, you know that that is tossed around. Um, but yeah, it's it, you know when you see stuff like that, though, it's no wonder why. Um, and again, that goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. People have good hearts, and they think they're in. They they think they're on the right side of it. So. It's hard to even fault them, really. But after the last few years, it gets kind of easier to fault them. Like, come on, don't you see that that was bullshit to play on your emotions? Like, that wasn't even true, and most things aren't true. And um, and they always use, like, a black reporter to be like, and he's racist, and here's our black reporter to tell you why. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it kind of reminds me, you sent me a video a week or two ago about the Milgram experiment. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. Um, because I it, 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 I connect the two because it's like you're, as a Trump hater, as a Democrat or whatever, you're put in this position of like, you, your responsibility is to hate Trump. So everything that he says, you can pick apart and be like, oh, I knew what he really meant when he said that. And it reminds me of the guards in the Milgram experiment that when they started, they were just like, hey, we're the guards. Like, come on in here, fella. And the prisoners like, okie dokie. And then after a few days, they're like literally hitting them and, and pushing on them and being dicks and stuff. And it was all males. So I don't even want to know what happens when it's uh, a co-ed milgram experiment i would imagine some some sexual assault would probably occur if based on the shit that they were doing when it was just dudes yeah but let, let's watch that real quick you want to sure where did it go oh well this is a movie trailer based on a, a movie that they made about the milgram experiment but it still explains everything so in 1971, Stanford University's psychology department created a simulated jail. Would you rather be a guard or a prisoner? I don't think I have the qualities to be a guard. Prisoner. Prisoner, I guess. Prisoner. Sounds like it would be a little less work. Prisoner. What's that? Nobody likes guards. <laughs> Good afternoon, gentlemen. This experiment will be an extension of my research into the effects prisons can have on human behavior. You're going to be pleased to know that you all have been chosen to be the prison guards. But under no circumstances whatsoever are you to physically assault the prisoners in any way. So remember, just as you were watching the prisoners, 
my graduate staff and I will be watching you. All right, gentlemen, we gonna have ourselves a lot of fun. Rule number one, prisoners must remain silent. This is an exercise period. Okay, is it just me or are these guys taking this thing a bit too seriously? Why don't you give me 20 push-ups? Look at this guy, he thinks he's John Wayne or something. You address me as Mr. Correctional Officer. This might be an interesting two weeks after all. Why don't you make up your bunk, 8612? I did, Mr. Correctional Officer. Well, that's not what I see. Hey, what are you doing? I just made that! What was that? You just hit him. You're not supposed to hit him! Should we step in? No. Let the guards figure it out. Let's see where it goes. Good evening, gentlemen. How about we make this one a night to remember? This is all real. They won't let you go. They won't let us leave. Those are not prisoners. Those are not subjects. Those are boys, and you are harming them. Stanford prison experiment. Yeah, it's kind of hard to watch in some scenes, you know, just thinking about how easy it is to manipulate the the general public. And, you know, so many things in our society have been manipulated by, do we have the video? Uh, uh, by the deep state is what I believe, and I think you believe that as well. Um, but they orchestrate all of this shit. Like, do we have the video of the the pedophile guy the guy talking about the dads and all that yep you want to we'll just go right to it convicted child offender jack reynolds did an interview where they asked him what sort of characteristics did he look for in a child before targeting them and he said more important than the characteristics of the child he looked at the characteristics of the family the first thing he mentioned was that if he perceived the father to be a threat he stayed away which tells us a few things dads one you better be a threat but two you better be present enough in your child's life to where they know you're a threat. And I would say it tells us one more thing that's very interesting. There's a lot of people right now that seem hell-bent to have sexual conversations with our children without our knowledge. Those are the same people telling us that the very things that make you a threat are manifestations of toxic masculinity. So maybe we shouldn't listen to those people. Yeah, I, that's a valid point. Yeah, I like that video a lot, and it, it led my wife and I to talk, had a, have a pretty good discussion last night about all that stuff and where certain phrases come from and how they're, you know, toxic masculinity, you know, like, how did that even become a thing? And, like, it, it's discouraging men from being men, and part of being a man is protecting your family, and... It's it's hard not to think that there's something more nefarious going on, you know, with all of these things, you know, when it comes to like grooming children and, and all of those things. Like, I don't think I sent you the video, but I saw a video the other day of this woman ripping down stuff on the subway because she it was all like it was normalizing like perverse sexual behavior, you know, like why is that on a freaking subway? Um and they were ripping it down and, and talking about how they were normalizing it and all that. And, and it, it's true. That's what they do. They do all these subtle things that 
change the culture and our culture is i don't know if it's actually the majority of people are going towards like woke shit i, I think if anything that's a small percentage of people who are like super woke and all that shit um i think the majority of us are sick of all that shit just like trump just went to a ufc fight in florida and I watched a Joe Rogan video, this little clip where he talked about how they were just batshit crazy there for him because people are so tired of all this woke shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to make the point better than you did. It's it's true. It's yeah. a, it's all a, a plan, though, in my opinion. Like, it's a long plan to... I don't know what have a world government and have a, a a weak population. That's what they say. Like it's the the four stages are uh, good men uh, or wait, what is it? Hard times make good men. Good men make easy times. Easy times make weak men, and weak men make hard times, or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's all it's all orchestrated. It's why they it's why they use the media to help divide us on so many issues. Um, again, we always go back to race because it's such a big thing in this country that I think is just something they use to manipulate us. Like, had you ever heard of that girl? Uh, what is her name? Kinsley White. Had you ever heard of her? How her, her and her family got shot by like this black dude who. Their, their ball rolled into his yard and he guess he was just a complete piece of shit. He had just beaten the crap out of his, he was already on probation for beating his girlfriend with like a mini sledgehammer and making her clean up the evidence. Um, he was on probation for that, which I don't even know how you get out of jail for that. But anyway, he was a terrible person and he just happened to be black and he shot up this white family for a ball going in their yard and that's not any kind of justification for like, well, it, it happens to white people too. It's, it's not that it's just that they only talk about if, if that would have been, if that would have been a white guy who shot up a black family because their ball rolled into their yard. I, I mean, that's all you yeah. would have heard all about would be like white people are crazy and they're out here killing black people. Yeah. And this happened in April and I just happened to come across it last night. And I'm like, can you imagine if it was reversed and the, you know, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because they only they only talk about it when it happens that way. Um, right. And after a while, you have to be like, why? Why do they? Why do they do that if it's not to divide us? You know, and the deep state runs the media. So, what other conclusion can I come to? Luckily, nobody died during that. That was in the Tampa area. The dude was 24. Um... It happened around 7.30 p.m. Uh, he seriously injured one adult male and one juvenile female, and a separate female was grazed by a bullet when the adult male was shot. So none of them died. That's good. The six-year-old, whose name won't be released, also suffered a gunshot wound, police said. And then, of course, the picture of him is like standing in front of a forest smiling. And not, you know, one of the other hundred pictures of him that they probably could have used. But that's neither here nor there. But the point is, like, it's still not a race thing. It's a some people are pieces of shit criminals and we should lock those people away. 
And they're like, uh, but they had a hard childhood and they their great grandparents really suffered. And it's like none of that matters now. Like all you can do is is affect the way that you behave today. And today you fucking shot a family. So you're a piece of shit. Like, I don't see why that's controversial, you know? Yeah, you can have empathy for how they were brought up and what it made them turn into without being like, you know what? It's okay that you shot up a family. <laughs> right. It's like, dude, I don't care what your excuses are. Like, you did the thing. Like, the, that's what you're, that's why you're a piece of shit. Like, I can, I forget who brought it up, but I said, uh, Every time I am around people, if I pick up a heavy object or a sharp object, oh, it was somebody asking about the multiverse and if they believe in the multiverse. And I was like, every time I pick up a sharp object or a heavy object and there's people around, there's a thought in my brain that's like, there's a universe somewhere where I just fucking go crazy with this thing on these people. And like, and I think that, and I can't help but think it, you know, like, but I don't do it like that's that's where it comes in. Like you can think whatever fucking weird shit you want to. And my brain thinks weird shit all the time. But it's like, do you act on it? You know, and that's what we need to. Those are the people that we need to put in jail, the people that are that have either already acted on it or that we can tell through technology and information and shit that they're planning on acting on it. But what we're the thing that we're in now is like we're trying to stop people for just thinking the weird shit before anything terrible ever has a chance to happen, which uh, the way I said it sounds fine, but it's not like, yeah, I don't know. We're at an hour, but we've got a couple more videos if you want to see one of them. Here's a good one that has nothing to do with anything, but it made me laugh heartily. So I even added text to it. Um, this is from Always Sunny. We all know women only have one acceptable body type. All right. <laughs> That's what I think every time somebody's like, what do you look for in a woman? And I'm just like, obviously, skinny with big tits. <laughs> um, Let's yeah, Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I don't, maybe this, it's too long of a topic for us to talk about. And I probably should have brought it up earlier and I totally forgot. But um, the, the manipulation thing from people who benefit from it, um, it's just like when they came out with that Yale study, and we've talked about it briefly before. And again, I don't even know if I should bring it up because it's so long. But um, they, they came, they did a study from Yale. Um, about how you're going to get people to take the vaccine. And, you know, again, if it was something that people genuinely felt they needed, they wouldn't have to come up with this manipulation strategy anyway. But it was all about like um, per persuasive messaging to increase COVID-19 vaccine uptake intentions. Um, and then there's just all these different groups. It's a giant um, article, so I'm not even going to attempt to read the whole thing. I know what you're talking about, though. It was a it was a study, and they were basically doing. They're like, all right, let's divide people into groups. Let's tell this group that we're going to give them free French fries or whatever, and we'll tell this group that if they don't get it, they're a piece of shit. 
And then we'll tell this group like, oh, you're protecting your grandparents or whatever. And we'll tell this group this other thing. And they wanted to just see what can we tell people that are going to make them the most likely to go get this thing. And I think what they found was the the protect your grandma thing was one of the most effective ones. Yeah. Um, top 10 reasons to take the vaccine. Guilt, community interest, self-interest, um, not being brave, cowardice. Trust in the science, personal freedom, economic freedom, community economic interests, uh, concerns about image, which was something that, you know, I remember when those frontline doctors came out and they, to me, seemed very genuine and they were accredited people. They weren't just whack jobs or whatever. And I forget the black lady's name, um, but she was she was the one that they really raked over the coals and like, oh, this is the one person you believe she she's a she believes in voodoo and all that. And if you if you stand back and aren't invested in any of it, all religions seem a little crazy. But that doesn't that doesn't mean she wasn't a good doctor. Anyway, I shared the video which they took down of these frontline doctors and they were in like front of the in front of the Capitol or something. Do you know what video I'm talking about? The uh, y- yeah. Yeah, um, there was one lady who was a doctor and a lawyer. Um, the black doctor, I can't remember her name, but she was great. She had a little, she was very passionate about it, and she was talking about you don't need um, you don't need a vaccine, and you don't need this or that. You hydroxychloroquine will cure them, and I've cured fifteen hundred people with COVID. And um, but anyway, they raked her over the coals. And when I shared that video, I had people popping up being like, you know, you've always been one of my favorite comedians but I will never listen to anything you have to say again. And I'm going to unfollow you and all this kind of crap. And I remember thinking like, who are these people? But it's part of their thing. That's the whole concerns about your image thing, which they got all of us with that one. I mean, there are people who like us, like our videos, like our podcast, like our agree with the way we think. And they won't even like the post because they're afraid to because of their jobs or, or whatever, or they don't want someone to think they're, they're racist or this or that, or, Right. Or Or anti-science or whatever. Or they just don't want Facebook to know that they like that video because then Facebook will put them in some sort of group or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I looked up the the frontline doctors thing, and this is from uh, the Daily Beast. And the title is uh, Demon Sperm Docs Pals Launch Twisted New Crusade to Stop Vaccines. I don't know. That oh, just, for some reason, for some reason, I thought you were getting ready to show a video. Um, oh, no, that's it was just yeah. an article. Yeah, um, yeah, that was uh, well. Co- here, let's COVID. Uh, COVID was a big thing. You know, that was my wife's aha moment. Nine uh, eleven. You know, was my aha moment. Yeah. Um, do you remember what yours was? Do you have one specifically? Well, nine eleven was my aha moment for a while. Until my roommate and friend, I think, got sucked into the mainstream media. Like, well, first I'll tell you what happened and then I'll tell you what I think happened. We were both super into 9-11 conspiracy shit. We were both separately in our room on our computers watching like loose change and that kind of stuff. And all these Pentagon interviews and and everything. And then after a week or two, then he started saying, well, actually, that's not true because of this and dissecting everything. And then after a while, it was, oh, that loose change guy is crazy. And the whole thing's bullshit. 
And at the time, I was just kind of like, oh, well, that sucks. You know, I guess 9-11 happened. But like looking back now, it was obvious that the same news companies that are all owned by the same few investment firms way above them were all putting out the same stories. They were all like, you know, attack loose change, attack anyone that questions the, the 9-11 narrative and put out these articles that say things like, oh, no, that thing is bullshit. So I didn't know that at the time, though. And so I because I trusted the news. I knew that if I Googled something, whatever news article came up first was telling me the truth. I like I had no reason to question that. And now I know for a fact if I Google something every uh, you know i typed in uh uh trump goes to the bunker and it's ap news vanity <laughs> fair the new york times cnn but there's nothing like a politico the guardian washington post like it's all all of those things that i just listed are on the side of the people who hate trump and it could just be coincidence, I guess, but I don't think it is. I think it's that they all have talking points. They all have angles that they have to take and they all have narratives that they have to push. So at, uh, according to the Q posts and stuff, they call them the, the 4 a.m. talking points at 4 a.m. Like every news producer would get a text or an email or whatever. And like, like, here's the story for the day. And then that's why every news thing in the country, whether it be TV or the Internet or newspapers or whatever, all had basically the same headlines day after day because those were the talking points. They just wanted to shit all over the guy. Yeah, you're better off not Googling anything. You should get a whole new search engine, DuckDuckGo or or Bing or one of those other ones because Google is yeah. always full of shit. They've even changed definitions. We might as well make this a longer podcast than normal because there's still some other things um, right. we should talk about. But um, like the Obama thing, we didn't talk about that yet at all, and I feel like we need to. Um, I use, uh, a, a, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Ecosia, E-C-O-S-I-A. Uh, and it says that uh, every time you do a search, they plant a tree. That's What's what I've that? been using for a while now. And and unless I'm I, the only thing I use Google for anymore is when I get a phone call from a number that I don't recognize, then I will type it into Google to find out who it is. Every other search engine doesn't have the capability that Google does when it comes to that shit. But OK. Um, and another thing I was going to say was, you know, right after my little brother, it wasn't right after my little brother died, but around the same time I had another a friend die. And I put up this solo podcast, which I think I'm going to start doing again uh, in conjunction with this one. But I enjoyed doing it. It was kind of like therapeutic for me. But uh, I talked about 9-11 in there and I talked about Trump and I talked about my little brother and losing people. And and it was a pretty good podcast, not to brag or anything, but, uh, you know, I was pretty proud of it. And, and, uh, and immediately within like an hour of putting it up it got like 60 likes and all that. And that's kind of a lot to put up a link to a podcast, especially these days. And it was like the more people who commented on it, all of a sudden it just, it, they, they just put the kibosh on it. And there was one guy in particular that was like, your words about nine 11 hurt. And I remember being like, well, I'm not saying that nine 11 didn't happen and that people didn't die. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't feel sympathy for people who, lost people in 9-11. I'm just saying that the people behind it 
um, I don't think are the people you've been taught that it is. Um, and I didn't even go into specifics about who that was. It was just like the official stories bullshit. So for him to be like, your words hurt, like, well, why? Why would that hurt your feelings? Um, but I feel like those are those are the kind of it's almost like there are paid trolls, I guess, is what I'm getting at that say certain comments that you're like, this doesn't even sound like a real person to me. It just sounds like a line from like, here's your line. This is what you say when someone says this. This will hurt their feelings or this will make them feel like a jerk or or whatever. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but that's how I felt about that with the, with people attacking me and and making me feel like, well, maybe I'm crazy and maybe I shouldn't say these things because it hurts people's feelings or whatever. And, you know, I feel like that's all just part of their manipulation strategy. Yeah. Well, and a lot of them are like uh, uh, troll farms, basically, like uh, people in sometimes other countries, maybe here in America also. But um, they've got a hundred accounts with different names, profile pictures, that kind of stuff. And they just switch from one to another and, and make the exact same comment basically. Hmm. Like that's that's their whole job is to like sway public opinion. So they want, they want people to be like, Oh, other people think this. So I should think this. And somebody inevitably that saw that guy's comment on your video was like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have said that about 9-11. And it's just like, dude, I'm not shitting on... It's like if if your dad is in a restaurant and somebody comes in and shoots a gun and your dad has a heart attack and dies. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think that heart attack was meant to happen. I don't think that... And the guy's like, come on, man. Like, I don't want to talk about it. My dad had a heart attack. He's dead. And I'm like, yeah, but it was the guy with the gun that caused it. And they're like, look, I'm not trying to start fires or anything. I don't know. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's it's uh, it's it's just like the news where they're like, you know, a threat to our democracy, threat to our democracy, threat to our democracy. It's like the the same comments are are pushed out in a, just a little bit different ways all over the place, and it just seemed too like like it's trying to divert me away from thinking that the official story of 9/11 wasn't bullshit. Yeah. Um, well, and and it and it's happened with lots of things since then. I can't really I was too young before 9/11 to notice any examples then, like the historical ones, you know, the the Gulf of Tonkin or whatever and and the uh whatever the fuck started World Vietnam. War, well, Pearl Harbor, like all that that kind of stuff, but I've I've I don't know many before 9-11, but I know plenty since Trump took office or since around 2014 or so. And it's just uh, here's uh, Byron Donald's talking a little bit about hypocrisy and whatnot. Fire hurricane investigation. It was a lie. They lied to the FISA courts. They spied on Trump's campaign, all because Hillary Clinton was supposed to be the next president and everybody got scared that she might lose. They were covering up for her at the time, so they lied. Obama was briefed on the fact that she lied, and Russia collusion was them interfering in the 2016 election, but they weren't successful. The 2020 election, the cover up of the FBI Form 1023, the cover up of Hunter Biden's laptop, the cover up of the fact that, yes, the Bidens took millions 
millions of dollars from Burisma in a public corruption scandal, including Joe Biden. And they covered it up. That was interfering in the 2020 election. And now here we are in 2024. Indictment after indictment. Even if you want to say that there's a document issue, that's a process issue. There are no criminal provisions in the Presidential Records Act because presidents are allowed to have a back and forth with NARA for a five-year period. It hasn't even been three years. This is the Democrats destroying the very fabric of our country because they want power. They want to institutionalize their agenda. And when Donald Trump became president, it was a pause in their ability to institutionalize their agenda. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I thought that might fit in a little better than it did, but I guess it didn't. But but before we get too off track about them telling us bullshit, let's listen to this guy whose name I'm not going to say because people will just turn it off the moment they hear his name, but I'm playing it anyway. The news is fake, my friend. So the people who were propagating Corona to get Trump out, right? The same people who were supporting the Black Lives Matter protests, every logical person was sitting there going, well, I can't go to my grandmother's funeral. I can't go to the birth of my baby. I can't go and see more than three friends in a house. But these people are protesting en masse and the police are not stopping them. How the fuck does that work? Because if you're gonna talk about close contact, social distancing, a riot where you're running, sweating, breathing heavy, that's pretty much uh, as as good as it's gonna get, right? Mm -hmm. So then they put in the news, Black Lives Matter protests haven't led to COVID-19 spikes. And they somehow come out in the news and rationalize how the Black Lives Matter protests have not contributed to COVID-19, despite all the social closeness. Then Trump goes, oh, I didn't know we could have all these people together. I'll hold a rally. So Trump holds a big rally. And then they say, Trump campaign rally led to more than 30,000 coronavirus cases. The same news is gonna tell you that a Trump rally will make corona, but a Black Lives Matter rally won't. This, this, Send me the link so we can explain this to me. Explain the same news source are going to say that depending what your politics are, you're going to spread corona. But if you're on our side, you don't spread corona. Send me the link so people can see. It. And then people are going to sit there and go, ah, but it's a, it's just a, it's a disease. It's not political. It's absolute politics. It's a lie, and they use it against the people they don't like. It's a lie. How the fuck does that make? sense? Yeah, I, that, we probably should have started this podcast with that particular video. Um, I, I come on, you know, I, I so many fucking things about the last couple of years. You're just like, how is that? Come on, <laughs> I don't even know who that guy was. Is he supposed to offend us or something? That's Andrew Tate. That's the guy that uh, is in trouble in Romania right now for. Uh, Oh, uh, what do they call it? Like the lover boy method. First, when he first, like him and his brother got arrested. Well, we'll go back a little more. They ran like a, an OnlyFans sort of thing. So Andrew Tate's rich dude, and he's uh, he's a buff, works out all the time. So he gets hot bitches, right? And so he finds like an OnlyFans girl, and he's like, "Hey, if you join up with my," and this is before OnlyFans, I'm pretty sure. So I don't think that was the actual site, but. He's like, if you join up on my thing, like you'll make way more money. I'll take a little percent and everybody's happy. And so all these girls are like, absolutely. Like I'll fucking do that. And he had girls coming to his house to like do stuff at his house on video and all sorts of stuff. And everybody's making money from it. And then they arrested him for uh, like rape and human trafficking and stuff. And they listed some of the wit of the uh, victims and the victims came out and were like, no, 
Like he didn't do that. Like we both made money. I was just doing OnlyFans or whatever. And so then he got let out of prison, but then he got arrested again. Uh, and now he's still he's going through the like court process in uh, Romania as we speak. But everybody that hates Trump hates Andrew Tate. And I like to bring it up sometimes because uh, I like when, some, well, this girl I was talking to was like, oh, I, I really like sparkling water. And I was like, oh, like Andrew Tate. And she was like, what? And I was like, he's a big advocate of sparkling water. And she was just like, what the fuck? Like, I, I can't do anything anymore without somebody I hate doing it. And I was just like, that's like, that's the problem with the world is that you're going to stop drinking healthy because a guy you hate also drinks healthy. Yeah, you're not going to drink water because he does. <laughs> but that's why I pointed it out, because I wanted to see that look on their face where they're like, I don't want to do anything that a guy that I hate does. Yeah. And no matter how you feel about him, what he said was absolutely true. I mean, you know, all that shit was ridiculous. Oh, sure. He was the same guy who said the thing about uh, not trying to be happy, try to just be proud. And that's what that's that stuck with me a little bit. But, yeah, he's on Rumble, dude. They put out like three hour videos a couple times a week. And and a lot of it's just macho bullshit. But a lot of it is like insightful tidbits. But he definitely he doesn't have any qualms about being like, I'm a fucking ripped badass and I'm rich as fuck and I know how to get bitches. So I don't know why you're going to anybody else asking questions when you can just fucking come to me like he's that kind of a dick where you're like, all right, dude, I get it. You're fucking badass. Like, calm down. Yeah. Um. Well, dude, should we go ahead and I, I again, we should have talked about this earlier, but um, should we talk about the Obama thing? We kind of have to, right? What the guy who drowned? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a it's an interesting story. I don't know what the updates are. You can give the intro of it, and I'll look up. Well, I think most people are aware that that Obama's chef, um, personal chef, and I think he was, uh, I think he was Bush's chef too, as well. Anyway, he's. I don't know how he could be Bush's chef because he wasn't that old of a guy, but. Anyway, he drowned in their pond at Mar on Martha's Vineyard, and um, you know there's some pretty big rumors going around that Obama did some things with his insurance just a few weeks before, you know, like liability insurance, and people were. I read that they lied that that they said they weren't on Martha's Vineyard, they weren't home when it happened, and then they came out and said they were, and. Um, you know, I, people are saying that Obama was directly involved with, with the guy drowning and all that. And I personally, as much as I don't like Obama anymore, um, I have a hard time believing that he personally like drowned this guy. Um, you know, and they say it's to tie up loose ends because Michelle is ultimately going to be the candidate for the Democrats. Um, and they're tying up loose ends because this guy was writing a book a tell-all book and they discovered it and and uh and then they ended up you know killing him and you know that to me that part makes sense but it also seems like kind of a stretch that that's how they would do it um you know if they wanted to kill him it seems like there would be cleaner so to speak ways to do it yeah that's trump. That. yeah that's trump's right 
it's not really that was just oh. posted as a joke but <laughs> it's uh that's dom lucre or however you say it he's a really good guy to follow and it's 90 percent accurate information there's 10 percent where it's like i don't know about that but he got uh suspended from twitter uh a few days ago for as he was posting on this stuff what is today's date the 27th I want to see. It appears the chef who drowned at the Obama estate was using the paddleboard that belongs to President Barack. Why didn't that young man use the straps to secure himself? Um, oh, here, maybe I can play this. I wonder if it'll play easily. Tweets about it. He goes, uh, can you see that and uh, hear D-O-M-L-U-C. it? Yeah. He's a good follow on Twitter. I like his his tweets. He tweets about it. He goes, uh, now how the hell this man end up dead with the Obamas when he used to cook for Bush? And what the hell was a N-word doing in a paddle boat at night? <laughs> N-words really don't be in the water like that. <laughs> Disclosure is coming for the Obamas. <laughs> Now, could you form a more perfect sentence than this one? Uh, uh, N-words really don't be in the water like that. (laughs) I just thought that was funny. I'm laughing at it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's it's pretty, uh, you know, interesting. And there are people who have been right about a lot of this stuff that say that Michelle is ultimately going to be the running the the Democratic candidate. Um, And and if it wasn't corrupt at all, I almost put this on Facebook the other day, but I didn't. I still might. But, um, you know, if if it wasn't corrupt, RFK would be, I think, hands down the choice for the Democrats. you know they would get rid sure. of Biden. They would get rid of Biden, which they're they, they're going to get rid of Biden one way or the other. He's either going to be impeached, or they're going to get rid of him with the Twenty Fifth Amendment, which is something that Trump said a long time ago. Yeah, and eventually, almost everything Trump says comes true, whether you like him or not, and whether you scoff at that or not, it's it's true. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Biden, but I I hope that he because he's definitely he's on his last few percent of battery life as far as being alive goes so i I hope that he lives long enough for all of this truth about him to actually come out because if he dies and then it all comes out then people are going to be like come on man like leave hunter alone his fucking dad just died like and uh, did you hear about the hunter thing that happened in the last day or two just that they um Say it. Uh, I can't. Well, he had a, a sweetheart plea deal uh, for his gun charge and some tax shit. And uh, and then the Congress, who was it? The Oversight Committee or one of those, the Judicial Committee, something. They had the whistleblowers come out, the IRS whistleblowers that came out. And they were like, we noticed all of this shady shit about Hunter Biden. And we wanted to charge him with something. And they wouldn't let us. And so in the Hunter Biden court case, uh, the Hunter Biden's the defendant in the case. The prosecution 
put the the testimony of those IRS whistleblowers. He's like, we want this as evidence in the court case. And the judge is like, okie doke, and took it. And then someone from the defense, from Hunter Biden's team, called the judge's office and is like, hi, we're from the prosecution team. We want that uh, IRS thing. Take that out of there. And the judge is like, all right. And then it was like the next day, the judge is talking to the prosecutors and they're like, oh, so you wanted that thing taken out. And they're like, what? No, we didn't. And so then they had to go back and like check phone records and that kind of shit. And they found out that it was somebody from Hunter's team calling and pretending to be from the prosecution. So then the judge is like, all right, you guys got two weeks to explain what the fuck's going on. There's no deal anymore. Uh, so this is probably going to go to trial unless you can explain why all of this was okay. Why would they give them two weeks to explain that? Because it's court shit. I don't know. They've all got everything is like a separate file and a little motion. And yeah, we gotta all go to the courthouse so we can decide whether this piece of evidence is going to be allowed. It's all super slow. As they yeah. say, the, the gears of justice turn slow. Yeah. Um, well, I can just, my family just got home. I can hear my little boy in there. So it's just a matter of time before he starts beating on the door. Well, let's um, listen to Dave Smith talk about Obama real quick, and then we can wrap up. Okay. Barack Obama is elected because he was the most anti-George W. Bush thing that people could think of, right? And then o Obama comes in and continues all of the Bush policies after running on, I'm going to repeal all of these policies. And then, oh, and, and look, there was a pivot. It was right, it was in 2012, okay? It was when Obama was running for re-election. And what did Obama come out and say for his re-election campaign? Did he come out and say, hey, look, remember I told you I would close Guantanamo Bay? And I did it. No, he couldn't say that. Did he say I ended the war in Iraq? Nope. No, he couldn't say that. Did he say we're not torturing people anymore? Did he say we're not dropping bombs? No, in fact, by this point in 2012, not only had Obama continued the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. He had also launched a stupid regime change war in Libya. He was starting to fund a civil war in Syria. And he, uh, well, he had the drone bomb campaigns in Yemen and Pakistan. So what did he say? He's got this base of liberals who he hasn't done anything that he promised. So what did he say? I'm for gay marriage. I'm the first right. president who's ever been for gay marriage. And they put the White House up with the pride flag colors. And if you go look at it, this was, this was a concerted effort from the top. You can go look. There are these nexus charts where you can map out words in major publications. I'm not talking about mom and pop news outlets. I'm talking about the New York Times, the Washington Post, like the big dogs. Go track how many times the word racism was mentioned. And around 2012, it shoots up. Yep. Social justice shoots up. Transgender. That cut there, but all right. That's yeah. I think that's pretty much everything. Do we need to say anything important? Well, I mean, I think that guy was, you know, he was nailing it. I mean, that's it's it's we've all been manipulated for a long fucking time and i just pray to god that it's not too much longer before you know before we can all come together as a country and realize we've been lied to and and all get along again and make comedy great again you know i think that's part of why mediocrity has been glorified in this country you know i don't know that's a whole nother fucking topic but yep we could probably go another hour just talking about bullshit but yeah you got important dad things to do. Go out there and and look like a threat to f fucking child molesters. I asked my wife last night. She told me that while we were walking. I was like, 
I was like, do you think pedophiles would be threatened by me? And she's <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, if you're a dad, be a threat. Yeah, absolutely. Be a threat and don't try to be happy. Just try to be proud. Yeah. And then happiness will find its way to you anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, make sure you follow us on all our social medias and uh, share these podcasts if you like them and and uh, all that good stuff. And go to Making It Happen. I keep forgetting to pimp that. I used to do it all the time. M-A-C-A-N, it happened.com. Help out little Bo making and his family. And uh, God bless all of you. Thanks for tuning in. And I believe that's it. So take care. Yep. Goodbye.